0: welcome to series four of behind closed doors podcast series i am donnie walford the founder and managing director of behind closed doors in today's episode we are speaking with fiona doorman fiona is a talented and genuine woman who is an inspiration to all women who want to have it all from scientist to successful entrepreneur, chair of boards and serial volunteer and community worker to mother and friend. Fiona will share with us what's important to her in life's journey. So Fiona Dorman, we are so excited to have you as our guest today. I've been looking forward to this for the last few weeks as soon as I saw that
1: you were coming up as our guest. So thank you for giving us your time. Thank you so much, Donnie. It's a real privilege to be a part of your podcast and a part of your network. The Behind Closed Doors Network has really changed my life and really opened up my eyes to so many incredible women and incredible careers that are amongst us. So thank you for having me. It is an honour and a
0: well, you're most welcome. And darling, we're in good company when, when we're with you. So you're such an inspiration, darling, you and your husband, who you know I'm secretly in love with. <laughs> Join the queue, Donnie. <laughs> We just love how you advocate for women's issues including gender equality, leadership and financial security on both local and a national scale. We're inspired by your vibrant volunteer spirit as demonstrated by your membership with the National Council of Women South Australia since 2006 and membership with the Asian Women's Consultative Council in South Australia. We would love to hear about your story and what inspired you to become an advocate for women's rights.
1: Wow, thank you for that introduction, Donnie. You know, I think first thing I'd like to say that it never occurred to me not to be an advocate for women's rights and for women. Growing up with such a strong and inspiring grandmother, my grandmother Ethel May and my mum, they just did what they were doing and were always inspiring everybody around them to do the best they could and look around you and be considerate of others and their situations or just enjoy the people around them. So it's really fascinating when I look back and I think, gosh, why do I do what I do? And it's just simply because I never knew anything else. I've been so lucky over the years, firstly with the Asian Women's Consultative Council. My mum was actually one of the earliest members of the Asian Women's Consultative Council. She's not of a Chinese or Asian background, but she knew that her daughters were. So my father is Chinese, grew up in Malaysia, and we have this beautiful blend of cultures within our family where we get to celebrate every type of festivity. And mum just said, well, I would like to advocate for my daughters with the Asian Women's Council. So from that moment on, we went along to everything, whether it was Tai Chi on Saturdays, or we had cooking festivals and all sorts of things. And it was just fun. We were together, we were learning about each other, and through that i was really lucky to work with some incredible women there amy she henby we who's very well known in south australia and nationally and in fact internationally with her roles with the national council of women and international council of women maureen O'Born, who always said to me come on fiona you go you can go to this one no we've done that you go and she always pushed me to do more And I think without those women behind me, just saying, come on, you can do it. Yep, I've booked you in, you're going. There was no saying no, you were just always going. So so I've been really lucky in that way. And soon after the Asian Women's Council becoming a member there, I became the delegate to the National Council of Women of South Australia. So each organisation can send two delegates to the meetings. And I was very lucky to be a representative for the Asian Women's Consultative Council to the National Council of Women. and. I've never looked back. I I really found a group that were inspiring. We were excited to learn new things. We did things together. We go on excursions. We meet new people. You know, we really learn from each other and support each other, whether it's because of our advocacy work for women or just because we like each other. And and how, you know, what an honour and a privilege to be around groups of women and fantastic people over time who just want to be there for you and just see you do well. How wonderful.
0: How wonderful indeed. And you've talked a lot about women role models for you, Fiona. What about male role models? Have you got any in your life that have also helped you along your career and your personal?
1: Yeah, look, I would say that I really look to lots of different people. There are so many different people that are around you at different times that you can learn from. it. And I really believe that you should listen listen more than you speak that's hard for me sometimes but you should really take the advice when people are gracious enough to impart any of their knowledge to you then you listen you take it in and you make it your own so i'm very lucky i have great people around me i've got a great husband steve you know he's a fabulous businessman a great father and just very inspiring there's no negatives there's always a positive there's always a solution very and, I with each and i think we really bounce off yeah. each other and finding solutions finding new challenges i think that when you're looking to people around you who are your role models it's finding people who complement but also challenge you as well so you're know, looking outside your networks
0: so we'd love to chat to you also about creating powerful change
1: what does creating powerful change actually mean to you that is such a good question donnie and powerful change to me is absolutely about sustainability when i think about change i always think change, not just for change's sake, is to look widely and deeply about change and how to make sure that the changes that you put in place can manifest themselves sustainably. And to make that happen, you need to empower the people around you, inspire the people around you, but also consult with the people around you to make sure that we're all doing it together, that we're making the changes that we all agree on and can take that into the future.
0: That's a good descriptor. So congratulations on your appointment to the chair of the Premier's Council for Women. What are two key things you would like to achieve during your chairmanship? And in what ways is your participation on the council helping you to create powerful change in our state? Yeah,
1: thank you. My goals have always been to support the people around me and to break down any barriers to achieving one's goals. So with my role at the Premier's Women's Council, the aim is the same. So, my aims have always been to find opportunities to make systematic change that allows us all to reach our potential and enable everybody to live their lives in the way that they want to. For me, I believe that the greatest privilege or the greatest outcome for any of us is to simply live the life that we want to live, free of barriers, free of discrimination, and, and enjoy what comes with that. And of course, there are all sorts of barriers. So, for us, or for me personally, with the Premier's Council, it's enabled me to see a different side of the advocacy work that I have been involved with over so many years, to see what policy development looks like at a state government level and to some extent to understand how that happens at a federal level as well and how we can bring that knowledge from our personal and professional lives into making a systematic change. But I'm also very mindful as well that in a role as such with the Premier's Council, any role you have in leadership it's not to tell people how to do things. It's about to listen to what is needed and ask people to tell you what is needed and to bring together that information to collate it. And that's part of that sustainability as well. You listen, you collate you create, report and then you do and you act. So I hope that I bring that and I'm so fortunate to work with, I, I can't even tell you how incredible the women are who are on the Premier's Council for Women. Many actually who you will know and many who our network will know, who just bring a diversity of experience and skills and a vibrancy and an energy to make the change and to also inspire and just bring that energy. So I'm very lucky and i just um, really, really privileged and I'm very honoured to be in that role. And I'm sure this
0: um, Listen, Collate, Create is going to be part of your next answer on what your top tips are for women in leadership who want to create powerful change that's enduring. Do your tips differ depending on whether the powerful change is for a personal versus professional course?
1: No, I don't think they do. Sometimes I think, oh, it's hard for me to say. I'm a scientist by trade. And so I feel like science is a way of, it's a lifestyle. (laughs) That might sound a bit strange, but it's listening to what's around you. It's understanding what's gone before you, understanding your foundations. So think if when you have an understanding of what your motivations are and what brings you joy and what gives you energy, then you can have that opportunity to create that powerful change and have that be sustainable. And it takes a little while to think, what does motivate me? What is really inside me? And how do I like to do those things? How do I enact my energy and how do I bring my skills and experience to any particular role, whether that is with your family and friends or whether it's in the workplace or at your sporting club or wherever it may be. I know the word authenticity is bandied around a lot, but being authentic to yourself and understanding what your motivations are, I think that is really important. And then You can create that change wherever you go because you're bringing it from a strong sense of self.
0: Oh, that's a wonderful answer. So you've previously mentioned that you want every woman's voice to count so we can close the gender pay and superannuation gaps and progress financial security and participation
1: nationally. Are governments and business doing enough? Great question. Look, I think that we all have a role to play and that's not to diminish what businesses and governments can do because I think there is, of course, more that can be done. But behind that is groups. There are many advocacy groups and professional organisations out there that can listen to all of the different voices and all of the different personal situations of the community of South Australia and Australia, of course. But listening to each individual's situation and understanding how a gender pay gap or superannuation gap or financial you know, remuneration challenges affects each individual's life, then you collate that information. You see whether there's any themes. You can put the information together and present it to those policymakers. So I think it is absolutely governments and businesses can do more, but that is also hand in hand with all of the different NGOs and community groups and individual advocates that are out there already. I look forward to the day when my roles are completely redundant. Let's hope that this is not too far away. But when we don't have a gender pay gap, that we all have enough super to live comfortably into our retirements and also have that fulfilling life in the meantime so yes it'd be great if we can all work together to do that put me out of a job that sounds really great most of the work that I do in this realm is volunteer work and I'm really lucky to be working with incredible volunteers in this area as well so there's a role for everybody to play in this yeah agreed not
0: just governments and business but all of us as employers even
1: so One of
0: the biggest questions that I get from women across Australia is how do you juggle your career with your personal life and raising a family? You seem to do it effortlessly. You've got a big board career. You've got your successful ownership of many companies and you raise a young family of of three gorgeous children. How do you do it all? How do you navigate and juggle such a really busy but
1: successful life? I can tell you it's certainly not effortless. There is a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes to get life done, isn't there? Whether it's family and school and running children from here to there or being at different meetings all over the town. But really, I think fundamentally, if I look to self first, is to not, I wouldn't say understand your limitations, but I think to be true in what you think you can achieve. So lots of people will say, oh, you know, don't be a yes person all the time, you know, those kinds of words. And sometimes I think it's not particularly helpful because I think we all want to do more. We want to use our energy, but then having that moment to say, okay, Is it realistic? Can I fit this in? If it's something that's important to you, then you'll find ways to make sure that you can make it to that meeting or the conference or work along the day to get a project done and all of those things. The other thing is I learned a new word not long ago, which is diarize, And I think diarizing your life is really important, putting everything in and making sure that you can just really see. For me, I'm very visual, so I like calendars. I, like cal- I have multiple calendars. I have wall calendars. I can see everything as I walk past it in the morning. There's one in the kitchen and uh, the children can see what they have on. We can see what we've got coming up. So it's really just being really really organized. I was going to say, you're
0: talking about being organized now, aren't you? Yeah, (laughs) there's
1: actually no magic in it. Organization and communication. And I think as well, it's not just about saying, don't do the things that don't bring you joy. That sounds very Marie Kondo, doesn't it? But it is true. Let's be honest with yourself about what you can achieve. Be honest to yourself. That's the most important about what you would like to do. And it's okay to say no. And your no might sound like, I'd really love to but I simply don't have the capacity right now but if I do in the future so there's many ways to achieve all that you do but being honest to yourself is I can't stress that enough and we all learn that in different ways and sometimes we wish we'd listen to our inner voice when life gets really busy and then the last thing is you've got to just get in and do the hard work so when you want to have many things you just have to get in there read the reports write the emails you've got to be true to your word when you give it so that's how I do it but I don't know if I do it well but
0: I do it as best as I can yeah look Fiona for the years I've known you you're an amazing woman you make everything look effortless and yet I know how much effort goes into everything that you do We are so thrilled that you've been our podcast guest today, Fiona. Much love and thanks again for your very valuable time.
1: Thank you so much, Donnie, and thank you as well to Yolanda as well who helped in making this possible. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to your network, to the Behind Closed Doors family. I still feel very much a part of the family and that's because of your incredibly welcoming leadership and I'll always be grateful for my time.
0: Thanks for listening to Women on the Move, the Behind Closed Doors podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. To find out more about Behind Closed Doors, visit www.behindcloseddoors.com where you can find the full range of membership options. Women on the Move was recorded on Ghana Lands and is a Narrative Network audio production.